Hello and good day to all of you. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Mad Diva Moments. And for today's special guest and topic, we have Miss Rhonda Wynn, and she is an empowerment coach. Uh, Rhonda will be talking about why your friends and family refuse to support your business and how to be okay with it. She says that she loves helping boss babes overcome their fear of rejection and shifting their focus to branding and attraction. So um, she'll be joining us right now. Let's go ahead and bring Rhonda in. I am well. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. It's a pleasure to have you here. Great. How's it going? Everything is going well. My new year is amazing. That is always good to hear. Lots of positive energy flowing. Yeah, yes. Positive energy everywhere. Positive energy, positive clients, positive mindset. Good. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, I kind of already introduced you. I know that you're an empowerment coach. You want to give us a little bit more about some of your specialties and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So I work with anyone in business who is trying to stand out in a saturated market. I have a professional background of over 15 years in training and development. Uh, human resources, and career development. So what I do is I take people who are trying to sell services and products and teach them how to craft their personal brand and sell themselves first and their products and services second, and then how to stand out in a saturated market because everyone's doing a bit of the same of everything right right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm based in Sin City, baby, Las Vegas. Okay, okay, nice. We will be out there soon, so I look forward to meeting you. Yes, I cannot wait for the brunch, yes. Yes. So, okay, I know your topic you wanted to speak on, um, you know, pretty much because, you know, a lot of us get in our feelings and grants about our friends and family not supporting us, and, you know, so... um, You wanted to touch a little bit more on that and how we should handle that because I know I'm guilty of that. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And I was too. I mean, let's just, you know, get the elephant out of the room. It's hurtful when you work so hard on something that you are proud of and your friends and family who have been telling you forever, you know, girl, you should start this business. You should start this blog. You should write this book. And when you go do it, you can't get a like or a share or even acknowledgement that you've done it you know we kind of put our eggs into one basket with these people who have been you know supporting us and encouraging us and then we feel like they turn their backs when they aren't supporting the business so let's just call it what it is it's extremely hurtful and that's why we get in our feelings sometimes we cry a little bit I know I did When I wrote my first book and people weren't supporting, you know, it's very hurtful. But what I have found is that is something that is so common. You know, I go through this with my clients and I walk them through the mindset and the psyche of our friends and family when we start 
a business or a venture, right? And, and what you have to understand is our friends and family know us. Most of them have known us since we were children or high school or whatever, right? So there, no, it doesn't matter how big you get, how many clients you have, how many sales you have. To them, you're still little cousin Mook Mook or, or, who, or whoever, right? It's really hard for them to take us seriously, especially in the beginning phases of your business when you're, when you're not making money and you're struggling. It's very hard to view little cousin Mook Mook as a boss when it looks like you're out here and, you know, I knew you when you were working at Walmart and now you are a whatever, insert new title and you want to just, you know, support that. It's hard for them to see you as anything other than what they've known you to be their entire lives, right? Right. So, you know, obviously they're going to go out and they're going to buy Rihanna's CD or Beyonce or download. Girl, I'm old. People don't buy CDs somewhere, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to find the download or whatever. Exactly, because they don't have a, a connection with those people. They are disconnected. So Beyonce's always been Beyonce. It's very easy for them to go and share and support and do these things and look at that person as an expert or a professional and disassociate, you know, the fact because most of the time I don't think that friends and family don't realize they I don't think they realize that they're not supporting you in the way you want them to support you because they probably are silently rooting for you or whatnot, but it's just they can't separate who they've known you to be into who you are becoming or have already become. Right. That's a very valid point. Totally makes sense. It does. And as far as um, getting out of your feelings about it, it's kind of like, are our friends and family, even our ideal client, our soulmate client, our client avatar, I think that we, we put so much energy <laughs> we put so much energy into chasing the coin and wanting to be so successful and get a sale wherever we can. And we're looking at friends and family. And I know a lot of people, um, depending on their business, especially if it's like a direct sales business, they are encouraged and trained to believe that everybody is their client. Every person is their customer. And that might not be the case. And I know for myself personally. Right, that's why businesses have target audiences. Exactly. So it's like, that's just not your target audience. Exactly. And if, and if they focus more on their brand and their target audience, and even if your friends and family do fit the mode of your target audience, you have to um, create a sense of exclusivity in your business because a lot of times when people know you, especially if it's your cousin or your, your friend that you grew up with, they kind of have this feeling of entitlement that you're always going to be there and you're always going to be accessible. And they don't have to do what the general public has to do to get your services, especially if a lot of us, before we cross over into, you know, boss babe world, we didn't recognize our value and we were giving it away for free our entire lives, you know, our talent. So now we put a price tag on it and we've been giving our gifts away for free, but now we want folks to take us seriously and pay. We didn't set that standard, you know, so 
Yeah. yeah. Those are very valid points there. I'm just saying, girl, you know. For those of you that are listening, you can chime in and tap into the Anchor app and leave a voicemail response that we can add to the podcast and reply to what it is that you have to say or if you may have questions for Miss Rhonda. Yes. And um, in uh, doing so, like, so what would you say is, like, the best way to... uh, you know, maybe like a couple of marketing tips or something. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But, um, you know, for those who are trying to get their business off the ground. And, you know, do you feel like it does include doing a lot of free work from the jump? And, you know, having to provide samples and all this free, free, free just to kind of get your brand out there? Do you feel like most businesses need to go that route when they're smaller businesses? I believe that pay for you until someone they know, like, and trust and respect pays for you. So I definitely believe that you should always be working to perfect your craft, get your name out there, um, do as much as you can to show people your value. And and I'm not even going to use the word unfortunately because a lot of times people have a bad taste in their mouth about working for free. Once again, they're chasing coin. And I know that we all want to get paid, but sometimes the knowledge that you obtain when you are working for free about yourself and about your ideal client, the opportunities that you get when you share your gifts and talents with others can put you on a platform that you would have never had the opportunity to be on. So yes, I do believe that people do need to... um, position themselves and sometimes when you're positioning yourself you are not going to get paid right away but what you are going to do is you're going to increase your visibility and then those friends and family members who weren't taking you seriously may kind of pop their heads up like little meerkats and be like oh because yeah. mook mook is doing her thing so yeah. you know book with her so yes I, I do believe that but I would say that my my number one tip that I give to everyone that I work with everyone I encounter in business is you have to craft your personal brand and learn how to sell that first because I guarantee you there is nothing that you are doing or providing that you know 500 other people are doing and providing to and people buy people and people buy connections first. And if you are just trying to sell a service or a product and you become this transactional entrepreneur, you you won't grow and you won't lose and you'll always have to work so hard. Yeah. Yes. So what are some of your, I would say, what is, do you have like a, um, a maybe like a success story or like one of your favorite moments? that's happened to you in business and then maybe and not so you know of course as an entrepreneur we have those days where we just want to cry and scream and fight and just throw in the towel do you have um you know two stories that you can share on the good side and Absolutely. Um, Well, I I have to say 2018 was my best year. I mean, it was absolutely my my best year professionally and personally. So I I have a lot of success stories from 2018. But I I think for me, one of the most successful things. Or you can give us five if you want to give us a quick five, like highlights of some of your best moments. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I know it's hard to pick one sometimes. (laughs) It is. It is hard to pick. It is. I think um, just for me, learning to position myself and be in the right place at the right time. My husband and I are licensed foster parents, and I. 
something. Yeah, that wasn't something that I really talked about that lot in my professional business, but I had people be interested in my story. And I was on a platform earlier this year and I was asked questions about foster care and what made me become a foster parent. And I really got into the habit of telling my personal story in a way that wasn't me selling, you need to be coached by me, you know, selling that that I was human. And um, one of the things that I love is I got to be featured in a magazine where I could talk about foster care and that opened up um, yeah I know it was and it opened up opportunities for me to create my own platform to be an advocate not only for foster children because I've been that for the past 20 years but it opened up a platform for me to be an advocate for up and coming foster parents and and know not only to help grow the foster care community but people that are caring for children a lot of them you know need coaching services so what that taught me a lot of them are abusing the kids too yes that is true that is true a lot of them they need coaching and what that did was it taught me kind of early on this year that you know knowing my brand and my values and my story is what's going to attract the clients that are for me to me. And I stopped chasing clients and started attracting abundance in, in my life. And I mean, right now I'm working on a networking series. There's uh, three, three classes. And the first class is um, perfect your, or it's rock your 30 second introduction and network like a boss because I have finally gotten to a point where I can go into a room and introduce myself in 30 seconds and have people walk up to me and say, Hey, I want to know more or, Hey, I'd love to book with you. And that is the power of branding and knowing yourself. So I think that those are probably two of my favorite things that, that have happened to me this year. But um, I'll tell you, I worked really hard on earlier in the year. I worked really hard on a project and um, just to have, you know, no one support it, no one share it. And I, I went very far. I went through all of my friends and family and I even went as far as to call people out and say, hey, you, know, you say you love me. You say you support me, but you refuse to share any of my stuff. And, I, you know, I've sent you a link. All you got to do is click share. And, um, you know, the answers were I just didn't think of it or it just wasn't that important to me. And it, it was almost to the point where it made me question, should I be doing what I'm doing? Yeah. You know, and I think we've all gotten to that point where we kind of are thinking, why am I even doing this? If, if the people that love me and support me or say they support me aren't showing up for me. But I had to learn that, you know, you have to support yourself and figure out who you are in this world and eventually they do come around if they're they're your client right yes okay and what about the not so good um one of the not so good moments in business for you uh well i think one of the not so good moments in business for me is um i realized early on that all money isn't good money 
And I had a client that um, really, I, I brought her up from, from, the, from the ground up with her business and her brand and everything. And I, I sat in a room and kind of watched her um, have this success and basically snub me and not, you know, give me any credit or anything. And um, I was really hurt by that. But what I learned was, and this was a client that was very demanding and required a lot of me. What I, <laughs> what I learned was, um, you know, all money is not good money. And when you have that gut instinct that tells you, mm, I don't know if this is right for me, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Listen, listen to that gut that says, don't listen to that gut. I felt I had invested, you know, four months of blood, sweat and tears into this person's success. Yeah. To say for her to say, I woke up like this. <laughs> and that was, wow. So I learned very much, um, very quickly, who my ideal client was and I learned how to do take my clients through a vetting process and an onboarding process to make sure that we are going to be a great fit together yeah. effort okay so tell us before you um, head out where you know where we can reach you at as far as your social media handles and all that good stuff for those who might need a little bit of coaching um, and if you also, you know, if you have to be local or if you travel or if you do, you know, online, virtual video sessions, all that good stuff. Anyone in the world can find me. And I do do um, phone consultations. I do Zoom. I do Instagram calls, Facebook calls. But I'm very easy to find online. It's Real Life by Rhonda, no H. And that's everywhere. That's it's just it's real life by Rhonda because my motto is you can absolutely live your best life in real life. So yeah, so I'm very easy to find. Everything is just real life by Rhonda across the board. They can go on to reallifebyrhonda.com and book a free session with me. I do free one hour power sessions. These are not clarity sessions like a lot of coaches. I, I want to provide value for people. So what I have people do is they come to me with a problem, a real problem in their life or their business. And within that hour, we're going to walk away with um, some real strategies and action steps they can take to start the process of overcoming that problem. Wow. That's deep. I might need to talk to you about that one myself. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I have to honestly say that money aside, I am addicted to the stars and the hearts in my clients' eyes when they realize that they can do whatever they want and they can have whatever they want. They just need the tools, the belief, and most of the time, somebody to hold them accountable and say, hey, girl, this is what you said you wanted, and I'm not going to let you off the hook. Right. And see, that's what I was telling someone. I'm like, sometimes you need that accountability partner. You know, someone to push you to say, hey, you're still doing it. I see you. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it sucks being alone. And I get it that, you know, when you're, you go out of here, you go by yourself. But still, just, you know, on that journey to get there, like, nobody wants to be by themselves, you know? And the journey is not easy. I mean, believe. I tell my clients, I tell everyone, if it were easy, we would all have Janet Jackson's abs and money. Okay. <laughs> but it's not easy. 
cheat. It's going to be work and you're going to want to quit. And you might not like me, but I love you enough to not let you quit. Right. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. And it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, and we will definitely have to um, hop on another one, too. So. Absolutely. <laughs> time, and I'll see you in Vegas. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mad Diva Moments. I hope you all enjoy, and we'll be dropping another episode for you again soon.